The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back and welcome back on this Monday morning. As we start off the week together, we're so glad you're with us. Hope you had a great weekend worshiping the Lord and hope you're ready to go into this week trusting in God and seeing what he has for you. Uh, and I'm glad you're with us, whether you're watching this live at 11 and or just catching this sometime later in the day or the week. I'm glad you're taking time to uh, study God's word, to be part of God's word and letting, letting us be part of your life. We are in Philippians chapter two. We've been there for a couple weeks now. And Friday, we finished the thinking. We talked about the mindset of Christ. Uh, we've stated that if we're going to have uh, really one of the joy robbers that uh, we can find in the book of Philippians was people. And again, we talked a lot about that Friday, so I won't go into really what that means in more detail. But one of the keys was we have to have the proper mindset. The wrong mindset will affect us no matter what. The proper mindset helps us find joy. And then we reference Jesus' mindset when he left his place in heaven to come take on a human form uh, to worship uh, to, to come down and die for us. Well, we mentioned in verse 9 it picks up, and there's really, it jumps a little more into theology of what's happening here. So let's go ahead and pick up in verse 9. We see this is where he came, and he became obedient unto death. Verse 8 says, even the death of the cross. Verse 9, wherefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So what we're seeing here is the result, not necessarily of just the servant nature, that Jesus came to be a servant. Jesus came, took on our form, and he did. He served. He didn't come to be a ruler. He didn't come to be political. He didn't come to be praised, really. He came to serve us. He healed the sick. He preached. He told them about the kingdom. And then he went to the cross. He went to the cross. There was a time in the triumphal entry, uh, we call it that, where he was worshipped, Hosanna in the highest, but then a week later he hung upon the cross. But that was the whole purpose. Uh, one songwriter said he was born to die. That's why he came. And this is what that passage is referencing. This was the purpose that he came. He knew he was coming, and he, he knew he didn't come because he'd done something wrong. He knew because of this. We could not have salvation in and of ourselves. The Old Testament demanded a perfect sacrifice, uh, a perfect lamb from the Old Testament picture, and Jesus became that spotless lamb. And the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. He went to the cross, shedding his blood for you and me. So that's why he came, becoming obedient unto that death. This is the core of what we believe. Now, most people who hold to some level of belief in Jesus or God or things of that nature will lean to this and say this is a core foundational principle of what they believe. There's a couple of things we need to understand as we move on in this. Number one, this was not a random man who was just a good man who died upon the cross as he should have. This was Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, 100% God, 100% man, who had never sinned and did not go to the cross for what he had done. He'd gone to the cross because of what his father asked him to do to pay for our sin. Uh, he was God. And people often want to say, no, he was just a man. Logically, you can't have that. He either was God or the worst liar to ever walk the earth. He can't be both. But in reality, the Bible tells us he was God. He was the fulfillment of hundreds of Old Testament prophecies when he went to the cross. And as he said it is finished, he had completed and purchased our pardon and given us propitiation and justified us in his sight, tore down the veil that was in the temple, letting us come into the presence of God. He becomes now our mediator. We are the, he is 
the reason we can come before the presence of God. So we know all that to be true, but then what happens in here, there's a small, there's a bit of prophecy that's placed into these verses. We see in verse 9, because of all that Jesus did, God has highly exalted Jesus and given him a name which is above every name. You see, now why is the idea of a name so important? Uh, when we think of the name Jesus, Jesus is without a doubt one of the most wonderful and sometimes even considered most controversial names in the world today, especially in the area of Christendom, because we, do, we don't believe generically in just God. See, a lot of people want to brag on God, but when you begin to talk to them, that means something different. You see, the word God is an English word. When we think of God, we think of Jehovah God, Elohim, Adonai, uh, Yahweh. We think of Hebrew and biblical names that talk about him. Some think of Allah. Some think of Buddha. You see my point? The word God is English, but sometimes they don't all agree. And we use that term to say, well, we all worship the same God. And a lot of people believe that. The problem is we don't. We don't all worship the same God. Uh, we don't all worship God the same way. And when you get to Jesus, now you're becoming controversial because now you're looking at the fact that this is not just God. Jesus Christ is the answer. And God generically can be religion, can be whatever, can be I do enough to be accepted. Jesus Christ is very specific because then you look where Jesus says, in John, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. He also said, I and the Father are one. He claimed the Trinity to be part of this. And so we look at Jesus as he, I, it really becomes very minimal when I say this. You can't just have your own way to heaven now. You have to follow the one way. It is singular. And the Bible says, wide is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way that we find to come to Jesus. And that's the truth. Because here's the point. There's a million ways to find religion, but there's only one way to find God. There's only one way to get to heaven. There's only one way for eternity. There's only one way to have your sins forgiven. And that is putting your faith in Jesus and the work on the cross. That's it. That is all it is. It's not a denominational thing. It's not a baptism thing. It is a Jesus thing. From there, you go to church, get baptized, and do the things that you should do. But your hope is not found in religion or church. It's found in Jesus alone. It's the name of Jesus that we call. We call upon the name of Jesus because that consists of his name talks about his deity. It talks about his, the Trinity. It talks about so much. And so he's given him a name. And the whole world looks at that name. They either love it or hate it, but it is the name which all people are to call upon for salvation. But then he said as an end there, that in verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Uh, things in heaven, uh, things in earth, and things under the earth. He's talking about angels, humans, demons, all realms are going to bow down to Jesus one day, and then every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of the glory of God the Father. You know, one day all the people that today want to claim that Jesus is fake, he's not real, and he's not the God, will voluntarily one day bow down and worship him because it'll be clear that Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. It will not be forced upon them. They will choose to do it. The sad part is, at this point, the vast majority of the people who will kneel at this day will kneel and then will be cast out of his sight and put in hell because they have not put their faith in Jesus. That's a scary thing. That's a scary thing to think. So I would ask this question. Have you put your faith in Jesus now? Because when death comes, you, can't, you don't have a choice afterwards. I would challenge you to put your faith in the name and the power and the blood of Jesus now, then wait and hope be later. Because there is no hope after. You do it now. When your life ends, it's over. When Jesus comes back, there's an awful lot we could talk about that, which we won't. But right now, the simple point is this. When your life ends, you will either go to heaven or you will either go to hell. That is it. There is, and your choice is now. So let me challenge you. 
right now, have you put your faith in Jesus, not in religion, not in church, not in baptism, have you put your faith in Jesus, in Christ alone? Romans 10 talks a lot about how you can do that. Have you done it? I'll encourage you to go challenge, study at Romans 10. If you'd like to know more information about it, call us here at the church, email us, uh, reach out to us, give us a chance. Our website's bensalembaptist.org. Our contact information's on there. We'd love a chance to talk to you about that. That's what we're here for, uh, getting, you know, filling up heaven, helping people to realize the reality that is found in Christ, not religion, but a relationship with Jesus Christ. One day, he's going to rule and reign. He's going to stand there. Uh, we kind of put it this way. He wins in the end. We already know that, but he wins in the end. And this is a reminder of this. So we put our hope and our joy in him and all that is to come. And until that does, we don't just sit back and just wait. We occupy, we serve, and we serve him faithfully until he comes. One of the greatest sources of joy is to know that Jesus is coming back. Thanks again for joining us today on this Monday morning and giving me a chance to be part of your day. We hope it's a help. We greatly appreciate the chance to be an encouragement and just guide us through the Word of God. And we hope that it's a help to you. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you join us again tomorrow.